Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Random Movie Generator Random Movie Generator Morning, David. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. Woo! Really good. I, um... Oh, no, it doesn't matter. No, no, it doesn't matter. Oh, I was just booked a skiing holiday with, um... Oh. Mandy. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, goodness me, I mean, um... What's it got to do with you? She just said, what's it got to do with you? Exactly. It's got to do with me because I'm thinking of the safety of everyone else on the slopes. Okay. Who wants a six foot fridge coming their way, tumbling all the way down? Six foot fridge? Six foot fridge? You know, Mandy. Maybe she's not six foot. No, she's not. I would say she's 18 to 20 inches tall. 18 inches tall. She's like a heavy hoover. Yes. Sorry, Mandy. Uh, uh, no, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Would gain a, she would gain, sorry, a lot of momentum as she fell from the top of the slope all the way to the bottom. Well, welcome everybody to Random Movie Generator. This is where uh, we chat movies, uh, myself and David Edwards, and David Edwards reviews a movie each week, and then uh, we uh, use the old Random Movie Generator, Lovely Mandy. Uh, Mandy, our random movie generator, uh, picks a movie for David yes. to review next week. How are you, David? I am slightly distracted by the whole uh, ski holiday thing, but I'm staying focused, staying passionate about cinema. I'm here to talk about films, not Mandy. And yeah, I'm in a very, I'm in a good cinematic place this morning. Great. Did you watch uh, a movie last night? I watched Fast and the Furious 10 X, Fast X. And it was literally that. It was a very hard going two hours and a half. I, I honestly, I cannot imagine going, yeah, there's 15 quid. I'm going to watch that. Well, luckily I've got a Cineworld card. Ah. So it's 15 pounds of the month. I don't think there's any way I'd pay for that. I imagine that's a very a loud, noisy movie and you were eating rice cakes like it was going out of fashion. Oh, literally like they were going out of fashion. Like, like there was some kind of apocalyptic food shortage. Do you know what I mean? So it was more than fashion. It was just like, you know, it was the last rice cake I was going to eat, ever eat. That was the way I was chewing on them because there was nothing else to do. Was it busy in there with lots of people? Very busy. People were loving it. It's definitely got a demographic it attracts. What is is it? Is it racing cars? It's basically a modern version of what Burt Reynolds was doing in the 80s and 70s. It's smoking the bandit with a kind of modern spin. It's Cannonball Run, probably. It's a more realistic view. I mean, the first film was Point Break, wasn't it? It was kind of like an undercover cop um, in, pretending to be a kind of um, uh, illegal kind of like a driver type of thing, part of this kind of car gang, and he was undercover. But then it's evolved and developed into a kind of, kind of Cannonball Run, sort of like top gear, but with a very flimsy narrative. Did you go with Ryan? I certainly did. What did you say as soon as you walked out in response to the film to him? 
Like the fuck? What was your attitude? Mine was, um, I think I said to him, that was hard going, wasn't it? Literally as simple, as simple as that. But people love it. And I wonder why in a sense, because a lot of things I watch and I think, yeah, no, you know, if you're the right audience for this, I can imagine people lapping it up. But if you're a fan of action cinema, things like John Wick and Mission Impossible, they're sold on the basis that people actually did these stunts in live action. But Fast and the Furious is clearly all CGI. And the computer graphics are appalling, considering the budget. It's not even properly rendered. When I think of... When someone ever mentions a Fast and Furious film, I immediately think about a shiny purple car. Are there any in the film? There's a lot of purple shiny cars, and it's got that terrible... Are there? Are they really? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, Why? Maybe not this film. Oh. I don't think there are any in this film, but there are in previous films, definitely. Fast think... and the Furious. There's a poster that has got um, car. one on the front. Oh, maybe that's, maybe that's where it's... This is going way off track here, but I just wanted to ask you, because you know cinemas and you've... You've worked in one, haven't you? I've worked in two, yeah. Do cinemas have lofts? Not that I'm aware. It depends on the actual cinema. I, I wouldn't have thought a multiplex has a loft. But um, why are you thinking that? What, I don't know. They... I just quite like the idea that there's a little loft ladder. You can go into the loft and there's... All the canisters away yeah, from the Casablanca. Old, yeah, yeah. But there aren't any. Lofts. No, because I think the top of any um, movie theatre would always be the projector's um, right. kind of little cubbyhole type of thing. So you don't know for sure? I don't know for sure. I think it really depends on the actual make of the building type of thing. Right. I think the one in Bogner had one. What, a loft? It was a, um, where, where the actual roof was. There was like a hollow room in the kind of loft area. Um, but the one in Worthing didn't, I don't think. I just think it had a classic Victorian high ceiling. So I've put, I've, I've Googled Bogner Cinema Loft. Is that the picture drone? Yes, it is, yeah, by the train station. Have you worked there? I did for one summer. Did you? But the Worthing Dome was the one I worked longest at. Did you enjoy your time working in the cinema? Was it, was it as exciting as going and watching? Worthing Dome Cinema was a very bonding experience. It was almost a Kevin Smith experience. Everyone got on really well. Picture Dome, they just didn't like me. Do you know when it's like the staff just don't gel with you? You can't quite put your finger on it. And, um, yeah, it was like when, when it came to a break, they said, oh, you can watch a film now if you want. And a part of me was like, oh, okay, thank you. I can watch The Matrix. Another part after a while was... It's because you don't want me around you. I don't know. The Edwards magic, the Edwards X Factor was just not appreciated in the picture dome. They weren't fans of... More full them. Well said. I guess it's a case of um, I'm, I'm a bottle of Bovril or Marmite. You either go for it or you don't. And they weren't impressed. Well, there are, there are um, loads of people watching this morning. Jackie, Rob Jordan, Jamie Pittman, Rory, Dr. Greggles, Jeff Dale, Simon Williams, Guy Anderson, Alex, H.C. Musla, Mike Rolls, Steve H. And I would say you're their cup of tea. Wonderful. I mean, it's, it's, you know, different brews for different folks. Exactly. Exactly. Good to see um, old Jay Pittman in there. I went to Bournemouth Uni with him. Jamie Pittman. Yes, I went to uh, Bournemouth Uni. I did a, um, a script writing course with him. How old were you? I would have been. We both did it. Well, God, he's younger than me. So I would have been like 30 when I did that. I was like a mature student. He'd been in his 20s. He was, he was working in a record store in Brighton. He was a very cool chap type of thing. I was quite quite impressed by him. Well, yeah. working, <laughs> working in a record store in Brighton, doing a script writing course. I was like, oh, were you? Were you? Were you? Really, quite. Was oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Was he hot? He was, was he hot? Was, goodness me, he was. Um, <laughs> I still know this guy now. Sort of announcing my homoerotic fascination. Harrison Ford. I wonder how Jamie's um, feeling now. Watching, he's just sat down to watch the podcast. Now that now the co-presenter's calling him hot and horny. God, that's that's the danger of YouTube, isn't it? Flipping heck. He's, he's probably trying to enjoy Saturday morning. About to have a go on his PS5, have a few cornflakes, and suddenly, you know... Yeah. 
I'm leaping out of the cyber closet. <laughs> oh dear. Uh. I don't know why I remember that, him working at a record store. I remember him saying that um, he even found them too cool for school. I mean, working in a record store in Brighton. That's Stressful. Nathan Barley. Yeah, I think even he, he was a cool cat. And I think he found them even, you know, I think cool cats can become ice felines after a while, can't they? Do you know what I mean? What's that mean? I, think I don't know. I was quite <laughs> impressed with it when I first said it. And then I sort of listened, thought about it. And I thought, oh, God. Jamie Pittman, Pittman says, Googling how to anonymize my YouTube name. <laughs> very wise. Very wise. Dr. Greggles, I worked in a record shop. Definitely didn't make me cool. I used to hate walking in record shops. Hated it. Hated it. What What do you like about it? I just felt like I didn't know enough. So they're all looking at me going, oh, right, he's looking at that album, is he? <laughs> so it's like dealing with car mechanics. Yeah. Because that's an absolute nightmare, that is. I always feel as though, you know, I'm being um, tricked every time I go in there. I can never go to... Um, you can do a good changed. impression of the car mechanic, can't you? Yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, you got... You, no, I can't. Yeah, you can't. Well, he's that quite confident. <laughs> For some reason, I thought I could. I don't know, you would... Go on, can we carry on? Where are you going to go with it? Let's, let's do this. Headstand, uh, hello, um, my ignition doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, hold on, mate. Just give me a second. Give me one second. Give me one second, yeah? Just one second. Yeah, go on. Carry on. Go on. It's just when I turn the key in the ignition... It, nothing seems to happen, it just clicks. Oh dear, oh boy, okay. That's all right, let's have a look, let's have a look, let's have a look. Oh, no, 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 no. You've been pushing it the wrong way, mate. You've been doing it counterclockwise. You need to be doing it clockwise. You've been doing it counterclockwise. No, that's going to cost you, that is. That's going to cost you. Wow, you this guy's I mean? a proper dickhead, isn't he? Oh, I never need quick fits. All I want is one wheel changed. And I always leave all four changed. <laughs> And I always say to him at the beginning, I only want the one wheel change, thank you. Yeah. And he always goes over with a biro pen and shows me how, how much the tread mark's in. And then I get anxiety triggers. And I think, oh, God, I better just pay for it just in case. Do you think you make people feel that way when it comes to film? If I was chatting to you in the cinema, would you, would you make me feel like that? The way you do around a mechanic? I definitely hope not. Definitely hope. Well, I don't think I'd be able to anyway, because I know loads of people have got a far deeper uh, understanding of film than me. I mean, when I worked at Worthing Dome, I remember, um, you know, when, when when you said the word Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan Kenobi would be the fourth. When did I say that? Oh, not you, but I mean, oh. um, if you said Alec Guinness to them at the Worthing Dome Cinema, they would think of Bridge of the, Over the River Choir and sort of, you know, other film. Choir, that's it. Yeah. Not choir. Not choir. There's no singing involved. Yeah. Anyway. They're too busy building bridges, and if there was a choir, it'd be to, you know, keep them um, motivated. Um, just before we go to the next section of the podcast, any um, messages you want to send Jamie Pittman? Apologies, because now at the back of my head, I'm now thinking, um, was that inappropriate, me bringing his name up? I'm sort of having a, a cinematic chit-chat, but at the same time, I'm critiquing at the back of my head, what did I just say, type of thing. Well, so, um, you did, I didn't it. know who Jamie Pittman was. You can't help but respond to the name. And I hope there's nothing slanderous. The man worked in a record shop, simple as that. Gave the good folk of Brighton Final for money. There's nothing uh, dodgy about that. David Edwards Movie News. So, David, um, have you got any movie news this week? Yeah, well, it's Cannes Film Festival, isn't it? And a lot of films have been reviewed. And, um, well, basically, Indiana Jones 5, uh, Dial of Destiny, has been reviewed. And um, the first review came out, Empire May Magazine gave it four out of five, very promising. And I mean, once Empire Magazine have, have done that, it's like, uh, you know, okay, you know, there were other films to review, by the way, I'm not just going to bang on about Indiana Jones, but it's a case of, you know, the Empire Magazine one came out and it's just like, 
for a mainstream film like Indiana Jones, that's kind of like the main review, I would say. Is it? So I was like, God, yeah, yeah. So that comes out, and then I'm like, um, God, okay, but, you know, this is going to make up for Christmas. Do you trust Bowl. Empire then? Well, this is my point. If you look at all the other reviews, absolutely damning. It's got 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's gone down very poorly. So that's a bit of a um, dead duck with its flippers hanging up in the air. How do you think they're the feeling, the people who made the... I know, it's a nightmare. You wonder if they kind of know. You know, because, um, I mean, one of the problems is apparently the first 25 minutes is a young Indiana Jones with um, de-aging. You know, they've de-aged Harrison Ford and it's got the uncanny valley syndrome to it with, like, um, dodgy eyes. And they must know that that hasn't quite worked. They've done it for TV with, like, Luke Skywalker for The Mandalorian, but they've never done it on a big screen. So that's never done, um, that hasn't done uh, particularly well. And also, I think it sounds a bit like Force Awakens. It's a lot of fan service. They haven't tried to do anything new or unique with it in any way. They've treaded there very carefully with it. I think also, well, it's like the Mario film, isn't it? I mean, that was just so carefully plotted that it was so... The narrative was so thin because they were so careful what they were doing with the IP. But that went on to gross several billion, didn't that? So maybe the reviewers are a bit sniffing at it. <clears throat> so are there any reviewers that who you really like hang on every word uh, out there? What have they said? Um, well, Commode hasn't um, actually um, reviewed it yet. A lot of people hang on your hang off your words. So you, when you give it a review, no. They do. There'll well, be people kind of listening now going, I'm, I can't wait to hear what David... Because if David give this a, gives this a nod, I might just go watchy-watch. The seal of approval. I do not know about that. I don't know what influencing I have, influencing powers I have on the... Uh, well, I'm going to ask people watching way. now. Um, do you care about David's reviews? And would you go and watch a film if he says it's good or not go and watch a film if he says it's bad? Please tell us now. Jeff Dale says, yes, we do. I do. If you say something's good or bad, I'm there. Very kind. How does that make you feel? Warm inside, like hot coals being stuffed down my mouth. I feel like I'm on fire with good deeds. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, literally like I'm running around. I've been torched. You know, I feel warm. Uh, Rory says, defo. Sam Blakely said, we really do. Peter RM says, yes, absolutely. DDPPP said, Edward's approval equals we all go watchy-watch. We all go watchy-watch. That's what you want, isn't it? I mean, I, I genuinely, David, when you... I, I I care about what you think. of. I tell you, the more I do... Um, oh, absolutely, men from Bournemouth, definitely. But it's a case of... Um, I do notice more and more with films, though. You know, it's, it's so subjective... It's like I watch a lot of films. I do think to myself, you know, if you're the right audience, it ticks the box. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm less elitist with films and cinema. Do you know I think, you know, it's just got to, um, just because it doesn't grab my interest means absolutely nothing. Kay Blackie says, I decided not to see Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants based on David's thoughts. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> when you hit a certain age, it's just like there's yeah. no way you can interact with that uh, film. That was an uphill struggle, that was. So any more movie news, David? Sorry. Any more movie news? One film that's gone down really well. Scorsese? Of... It is. Oh, I saw that. Killer of Moonflower. Everyone loves that. It's the complete opposite to Indiana Jones. I can't believe that man is 80-odd making, still making movies. and I think he's, that's another modern classic, the way they're looking at it. And also another potential Oscar for Apple, because they did well with Coda, didn't they? God, I thought you meant yeah. there was an actor called Peter Apple or something. No, but I think it's an exciting idea, though, isn't it? That's a name in itself, Apple starring in the Apple production. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's it about? Do you know what it's about? Do you know anything about it? It's about um, a, an American Indian community being exploited and um, the FBI becoming involved and trying to reveal how they're being exploited and murders taking place within the actual community. So it's kind of like an FBI thriller based around um, sort of the exploitation of an indigenous community. And um, DiCaprio and De Niro star in it, basically. Apparently, it's quite slow-paced, but um, very much a kind of character drama 
but very, very, um, I mean, the reviews have been incredibly good. Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, and David De Edwards. What a three. Imagine that if you were one of those. So it's got, so actually, and just in someone's podcast, you go, okay, yeah, so it's got, um, not, they just throw it away. Uh, it's got De Niro, DiCaprio, and De Edwards in it. <laughs> just imagine the post, just all three of our faces, maybe just pop, popping out of the water. Yeah, like Cape Fear. now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, pocket, sorry, yeah, Pocket's now, yeah. Or yeah. Cape Fear, and I think he popped out of the water there as well, yeah. definitely. <laughs> popping out of the water. De Edwards, be, uh, David De Edwards, that's the best name out of the three of them. God, well, I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to say that, but uh, I, I could. I could see that on a big old billboard, and all three of us have our arms around us like it's a, we're in a rugby scrum. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your review of that movie. I really can't. When 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 will that be out? Do you know? October it comes out. Apple have got some great stuff coming out. They've got that, but also got the um, the Wacky and Phoenix Napoleon film directed by Bridley Scott once again in his eighties. Yes. And they, they showed clips for that on CinemaCon recently in Las Vegas. And that got big um, cheers and applause. But um, that so, looks So really what's the movie that's blown everyone away at Cannes? Is it Scorsese? Oh, it's that one. Definitely that one. There's been a few duds. HBO, um, they showed the first episode to their new series, The Idol, which is like um, about a pop star uh, cult that forms in LA. And it's written by the... Um, the Weekend, the well-known pop band or pop singer. I'm not quite hip enough to get that correct. And that did really badly, which is unlike HBO. That was a bit of a misstep by them. The other one that did really well is a Natalie Portman film. I can't remember the title. Very embarrassing. I won't Google it. But it's about her um, doing research into a real-life couple that she wants to play as an actress. So she plays an actress that's really hungry for an Oscar. And um, she follows this real life couple as research into their lives so she can depict them on screen. And she becomes more and more obsessed. And it's Julianne Moore who plays the um, the wife in the couple. And uh, Natalie Portman plays the actress and that got really good word of mouth. I wish I remember the title. That is annoying. But I, I, I can't be Googling in the middle. It's such bad manners. Um, do you, God, bad manners used to scare me. Do you remember them growing up? The oh, band, the bad manners. The band. No, what is this? <laughs> I just remember oh, him on... God, do you remember, remember? Pops? Bust a Blood yes, Vessel. I, yes. When he came on, I, I used to run out of the room. And my sister reminded me. That, <laughs> remember? Absolutely... They didn't exist. Did they exist? Yes. Or you did? I suddenly feel you think. called the rugby. Oh my god! Keep <laughs> my head in. I thought you'd inserted like a fake memory in my head. Then no. thought, why do you agree with this? Because you don't hundred percent believe in it. But you know, do you not remember Buster Blood Vessel? No, I don't. No bad manners. No. Oh, oh. I was going along with it, and I thought, Dave, you can't do that. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I don't blame you for crying out loud. Yeah, it was really scary. Horrific. Dr. Greggles, I saw them in December. Tremendous live band. Awful. Awful Dr. Greggles. Scared me. Scarred me. Absolutely scarred me. I'll, well, I'll be Googling them. Bad, bad. I was literally about to Google them then, but I suddenly remembered I was on a podcast. I thought, you know, Etika Edwards. I'm just watching Bad Manners again because I want to see how what I was scared of. Oh, see, I'm scared of him still. He's in a big white jumpsuit. Too much. Too much. Right, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you very much, David. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I'm trying to look for myself. Sorry, I'm trying to look for it's myself. just really brought back terrible memories. No, I know what you mean. It's almost like you've got to work through it therapy-wise. I was trying to put it in myself, bad taste. He's a big man. See, I'm still scared of him. I'm looking at him now. He's in his seventies, Buster Bluffer. He's always got his blood. It's his eyes. It's his eyes. His tongue is massive. 
Let's have a His look. tongue oh, no. is massive. Bad taste. No, bad. no, bad manners. Bad manners, bad taste. What a nightmare. Jesus Christ. Anyway, sorry, that brought back bad. Oh, God, I can't see it. Please, like a lizard. Dear God, yeah. Anyone would get um, nightmares from that. Yeah. Flippity skip. Dear God, I mean, that, that's a CGI tongue, that is. Oh, I missed. I said that scarred me. I missed that joke. Scarred Oh. Me. Did someone else grab it on YouTube? Yeah, gutted. They grabbed it and ran with it like a rugby ball. Thank you, David, for this week's movie news. Not a problem. So, Cannes Film Festival, all happening. David Edwards Movie Review. So, David, what is this week's movie review? I can't remember what what movie was picked for you. 007 James Bond. Into a view to a kill. Right. So, you when this came up last week, you were very excited. And I think a couple of people messaged in the week saying they can't wait to hear your review of View to a Kill. How how did it how did it go down? Yeah, it was enjoyable stuff. You can't knock it. I mean, you knew what you were going to get involved with. You looked slightly disappointed. It was very similar to the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando experience whereby um, it's full-on nostalgia. And um, then after a while, it does become somewhat thin. And I mean, God, it's just insane. I mean, it is insane how much the James Bond franchise has changed since then. Because, I mean, it literally opens up with him making out of a woman in a hollowed-out iceberg. So he's in an iceberg on a satin sheet bed, kissing a woman... And it's literally on an iceberg. Then he gets called up and he's got to go into action. How did you feel watching that? Were you like, oh, I quite like this, or this is weird? I get, like, bizarre um, childhood uh, flashbacks of, like, laying on my front in my lounge on the carpet watching it on TV Mm. with a massive 80s video recorder. You start realising how important pop culture was growing up and how it really does hit and trigger certain memories. There was one point I was watching A View to Kill and I could start smelling apple crumble that my mother used to cook. Just, you know, it was that bizarre. Really? Yeah, really weird. Oh. And also I started thinking of um, carpet ads from the 80s and I started realising, oh, when I used to always watch that, that there used to always be an advert at this point mm. and Russ Abbott would be promoting P&O ferries. Mm. Just very strange things like that. I was like, Dave, focus on the plot. You've got to review this next week. Don't think about Russell Abbott. Russ Ru- Abbott. Oh, well, Russell Abbott. Russell Abbott. Yeah, absolutely, like I'm his mother. Yeah. But I literally had the smell of apple crumble at one point. I thought, dear God, what's happening? I don't remember buying that or being able to cook it. But it was just like a, <laughs> a trigger in my head that Roger yeah. Moore had done. Oh, God. so what's it about? What's View to a Kill about? Well, you know, that is the other thing about James Bond that I've started to realise that's only come to my my realisation as an adult is that I've never understood the missions and I've never actually understood the plot. Yeah, and you don't care. No, but I've never even attempted it or no, realised it. It's because it's because you don't you know where it's going, so you don't you don't need to listen to it. Yeah, it's just like he's a villain and Roger's going to tiptoe around his mansion and then get caught. Yeah, and I eventually really... win the day. Win the day. Yeah. Yeah. As sim- simple as that. I mean, what is incredible is um, how Daniel Craig's James Bond and Roger Moore's James Bond are part of the same canon. It's supposed to be a continuation of that same character. And it's like they could not... Then they wear tuxedos and they hold a wolf of PPK. They could not be more different. But... It's got to be said that when I was growing up, I was quite obsessed by James Bond, as most people are. Oh, God, that's fine. Don't worry. I thought someone was walking towards my patio door there, but it was my washing. Um, fly me. Do you know you sort of... What was it? What Your washing was... My washing moved. Oh. Um, and I thought it was a person. I right. Thought, yeah, someone's in my garden. So what if you had that. a stalker, an RMG stalker? God, I've... 
literally my little bomb scenario. Yeah, that would be frightening, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. I literally thought there's someone in there then. Um, sorry about that. That's no, ruined the review. Kevin no. never has that, does he? That's why he's in a proper BBC studio with blacked out windows. Well, he's not. He doesn't work for the BBC anymore, does he? Not a, not a Super Ted towel suddenly waving into my... Um, super Ted? No, he doesn't. Yeah, we've got a Super Ted towel. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you? A Super Ted towel? That's lovely. When he was promoting Southern Electric. Super Ted was, in, was promoting Southern Electric, and my dad was working for them at the time. And it's all the way back from then. Bizarre. It was electricity. Anyway, blimey. A view to a kill. Very different to um, Daniel Craig. But I've probably said, when I was a kid growing up, I don't know how much of a Daniel Craig fan I would have been. Do you know what I mean? I loved Roger Moore, you know, um, playing kind of, uh, you know, uh, lip wrestling with a, lady, a Russian lady in an iceberg and then, you know, going on a, a skiing mission. And at one point, the Beach Boys soundtrack starts blaring off. What, View to a Kill? Yeah, when he starts going around on a... Um, he picks up a half of a... Uh, part of a um, ski ramp thing linked to a, a vehicle. And um, I think to myself, how much I would have been... I don't think I'd have been into Skyfall that much growing up. Whereas the Roger Moore ones, you can see 100% as a kid how you get sucked into it. Basically, if View to a Kill is good old-fashioned half-term fun... Let's, have a, let's have a little listen to a bit. Of a view to a kill. Tell me, are you a, a doctor of medicine? Ah, uh-huh, no, no, no. I am Mr. Turin's breeding consultant. <clears throat> oh, really? Then you can let me into a little secret. How is it you succeed with breeding bloodlines that other experts consider inferior? Ah, selective breeding is important, yeah. But more important is conditioning and desire, yeah? Are you talking about people or horses? <laughs> My principles apply equally to human beings. Mr. Sinjin Smythe, allow me to introduce myself. Mr. Zorin, it's a great pleasure. Carl, one of the grooms asked if you go to the stables. Of course. I must congratulate you, Mr. Zorin. Your stables are magnificent. Built in the 16th century by a duke who believed he'd be reincarnated as a horse. Have you been interested in thoroughbreds long? Oh, no, no, no. As a matter of fact, I had a rather dotty old aunt die and leave me some stables, so I thought it might be rather fun to breed and raise horses. I take it you ride. I'm happiest in the saddle. <laughs> A fellow sportsman. What about fishing? Fly casting. I'm neglecting my other guests. Enjoy yourself, you'll find the young lady stimulating company. I'm sure they So what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Forgot Christopher Walken was in it. He's a very, yeah, very good villain. Grace Jones, I thought was good. Um, my memory I, of it, David, I don't remember liking it that much. I was, I liked my Bond movies when I was a boy. I don't remember liking View to a Kill that much. It goes on too long. I can't remember the exact duration, but it does go on too long, ultimately. There are some very good bits. The opening ski chase is extremely strong. Not as good as The Spy Love Me, but it is good. The Eiffel Tower is amazing. Although when he drives around in the car and it keeps getting smashed up, that is just ridiculous. There's one bit where a car comes into the back of him and it takes off the whole half of the back of the car. And you just think, how? I mean, you know, you just got to go with it type of thing. But, um, and also, who is the chap from The Avengers? who helps him when they sniff around Christopher Walken's mansion. Because there was, he's a well-known guy in The Avengers who was in the first series of The Avengers. He's a well-known actor and it's annoying I can't remember his name. Um, I'm sure someone on YouTube will um, will know his name. Mm. Um, how, how annoying, that I, I won't Google it. Doing Jeff that. Dale says it's two hours, 11 minutes. Yeah, it definitely is very long. It totally overstays its welcome massively. But there are um, good bits in it. That guy from the Avengers is annoying. We'll have to find out who he is. So when you sat down, were you excited to watch it? And then you lost lost enthusiasm. It goes on too long. Yeah. Um, The plot. Patrick McNee. There you go. Absolutely. That is a chap himself. Absolutely. And also the other sad thing is uh, Roger Moore is just too old in it. 
Patrick McNee and Roger Moore at one point are running around Christopher Walken's mansion late at night and they're just two overweight men. And it looks like a Jasper Carrot um, sketch from back in the 80s. <laughs> Does literally, it? Literally. Does literally. It? 100%. And the thing is, A View to a Kill um, made a good amount of money. It made $160 million, which is very good for some of box office back then. But the critics slagged it off so badly because he was so old. Really? Cubby Brock- yeah, Cubby Broccoli had to... Cubby Broccoli said in his autobiography it was the worst phone call he's ever had to make in his life. Because everyone loved what, what, Roger Moore. Which means say. worst... What, what he had to ring Roger Moore up and say the, the role's no longer you, we're going to move on. And Roger Moore has always said, I knew it was on its way, it's not a problem. But apparently um, he was very confused when, when Cubby, Cubby Broccoli's reaction to it. You know, retelling of the phone call was that Roger thought it was a joke, um, and he had to tell him like four times, "No, seriously, it, we're going to go a different." God, imagine what that moment was like for Roger Moore. Yeah, apparently he didn't take it at all well. Well, no, you're basically saying you're heading to the grave, son. Oh, massively, a hundred, a hundred percent. And but you I, said he looked like an overweight man in a Jasper Carrot sketch. He sort of managed to pull it off with octopus. He put a few to a kill. And also, I'll tell you the other thing that's very distracting. He's way too old for the girl, uh, the Bond girl as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not as bad as a daughter, but it's just, um, Mm. you know, it's very kind of distracting. Basically, good fun, a lot of nice nostalgia, but it does just, um, it overstays its welcome. It's like Commando, basically. You know, there's not much of a plot there to keep you kind of involved and, and interested. Well, David, it's now time for you to uh, rate a view to a kill uh, out of five chalk ices. So, David Edwards, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give a view to a kill? <laughs> Three out of five for a few to a kill. Absolutely. I know it's very pedestrian, but that's what it is. You know, it's enjoyable stuff. Um, fills you with nostalgia to the extent that you think a woman's cooking in your kitchen that's passed away. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, you know, filled with nostalgia there. But ultimately, um, it, it's a case of, uh, you, you just got to, you know, you've, 90 minutes, that's all you can do with that that level of kind of like fickle entertainment. Mr. Edge has written in the comment box, uh, Roger Moore was 58 when the film was released. Oh, my Lord. Pretty impressive considering. I tell you what, if you see him on... Um, oh, God, I saw a talk with um, the guy who did all the special effects for James Bond during the Roger Moore period, and he literally said that it was like... Um, an all-boys holiday. They just had a lot of fun each year. John Glenn would direct all of them. And um, it was the same special effects people. And they all just loved Roger Moore. He just And if you look at the making of Spy Who Loved Me on YouTube, um, he's doing the barrel walk. You know, he does the barrel, he swings around and he shoots the gun. And he's making them all laugh and crack up. He's just like a Lovely. Really nice... Ch- Lovely know, way to spend your time, really. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you might get three stars on a podcast in 40 years' time, but who cares? I know. There's always got to be someone who rains on your bleep parade who, like, urinates on your chips. Thank you so much, David, for this week's movie review. Thank you, sir. Thank you. David Edwards, Movie Well, David, this, so this is, uh, we're going to do it this week, Movie Tube. Yes. Movie Tubes. This is a new section. We've done it once or twice before, and this is where David has found something on YouTube that um, thinks that we might enjoy listening to. So you sent it over to me in the week. Could you explain exactly what it is, David? This is... Um well, I've seen two, actually. I don't know which one is the one you... Is it the, the uh, Sylvester Stallone Well, I've got Stallone. Ah, we've got, we got Schwarzenegger one. as well. Okay, that'll be another mini section. We'll do that for the patrons. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's no problem at all. Um, this one, Sylvester Stallone has started doing self-help. Oh, sorry, David. You have. You said Steven Spielberg watches Oscar nominations. Whichever you, one you want to watch. What do you want to do? Spielberg or Stallone? 
Let's do Stallone. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here it is. So The Secret of Eternal Health. Sly, so David sent this over to me. Sylvester Stallone has started posting mini self-help videos, which might be fun to dissect. Let's go for it. Okay, this is great. Right, so The Secret of Eternal Health. I hope um, you can hear it, David, and everyone can hear it. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. And Sly's sorted house on the road. People ask, hey, Sly, how do you stay in shape? And what do you eat to keep going for all these centuries that you've been around? I said, well, it's really simple. You need a very diverse diet, something that covers all the bases, that brings out the tendons, the muscles, builds bone marrow. Brain cells, like pancakes, mm. ice cream, more ice cream, and water, so I can wash my tank top when I'm done. I think I like him even more now. He's... He's, he posts them literally every day. He's become quite obsessed by them. Really? He continually... Um, there was a good one he did recently, which he was like, um, life's all about problems. I mean, if you want to live a good life, it's about not running away from your problems, but working out how to deal with your problems. And he was a lot more... I mean, God, I'm not saying Sylvester Stallone is like the next Eckhart Tolle. He's the one that's going to bring us to the light type of thing. But... Um, He's interesting because Schwarzenegger's obsessed by self-help now as well. He's got a self-help book coming out called Seven Habits, How to Be Useful, for crying out loud. He's got that coming out in a few weeks, but both of them... I can't judge these people. I mean, he's like mid-70s. I don't know what it's like to be in your late 70s. I can't judge him. I can't point the finger at Sly or Arnie. Well, I mean, what is interesting is like Harrison Ford, they're more productive now than they've ever been. I mean, Arnie's got like a brand new TV series coming out. He's got a new film he's making, an action movie. And he's got a new um, documentary three-part series that, um, you know, he's done brand new interviews for, for Netflix and stuff like that. Sylvester Stallone's got endless stuff coming out. He's got he's got that Tulsa King brand new TV show. He's got a reality show that I haven't watched yet. Uh, that's come out of his family. That's got very good reviews, actually. It's not as naff as um, it potentially looks. The reviews. I can't see how good. it would be naff. I, ca- I cannot see how watching him for half an hour, forty-five minutes, would be naff. I could watch him for for decades, and I have done. That's quite right. Since the very late seventies, all the way to now, you might think you it makes you think how much money he's made since the late seventies. He's still upset about not owning the Rocky rights, and you think to yourself, mate, you can't have everything. Jeff Dow says, "What's driving them? The mind boggles." Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It is It is nuts. Like, where's the energy come from? Yeah, he's amazing. I'm tired it? now, David. I'm half his oh, age. Oh, God, I have lols all the time. I need to have a siesta after every hour, after, after every 60 minutes, for crying out loud. Well, we say we're tired. You never know. In 35 years, we might be pumping this out every day. God, oh my, well, I'd be lucky man if I, if I am a lucky, lucky man. Schwarzenegger says that um, his key to um, success is before going to bed, he writes down. I think Tom Cruise does this as well. Tom Cruise has got a ring binder called the Action Plan. That's what Nicole Kidman revealed. And he sits in bed writing in that. Arnold Schwarzenegger um, writes a list of what he's going to do for the day, the next day. And he puts it on his bedside table. And he, because um, he says the brain can be distracted very easily. You've got to do what you do. And he says, um, uh, people are always thinking they should feel good and happy. And he goes, you can't always feel good and happy. You just got to uh, cut through your own negativity and low energy spills, as he calls them. Like he talks about, uh, you know, you've got to be a hot knife through butter. It all sounds very exhausting. Is this on Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, daily? Yes. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about time. that in the Patreon. That, that's, Absol- that's specifically absolutely. for patrons. So thank you anyway for that Sylvester Stallone video, David. Not a problem. Fantastic. Lovely. That's this week's Movie Tube.
Quite right. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> David, are you going to buy an extra couple of jumpers for our trip? Oh, sorry, David. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, are you? Yeah, I might do. Yeah, oh, okay. I might do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what's that? What are you... Uh... Just oh, chattering about there in the old corner. Can we not just oh, have a conversation? said, are you going to buy an uh, extra couple of jumpers, jumpers for our trip? For our trip, yeah. When is the trip? When, when are you going? Um, mid, Mid-November? Is it? Mid-November? Yeah, mid-November. Yeah. Yes. All right, there you go. Fair enough. Lovely. I'll be free in November. I don't know if there's, there's room on the Why streets. Why would we invite you with this attitude? She just said, why would we invite you with this attitude? It's so tiring. Well, it's November. I might get rid of the attitude by then. It's oh, hard. unlikely. It's May at the moment. We're fine I've as we are. To get rid of the attitude. She said, we're fine as we are. We're fine as we are. All right, fair enough. Well, you know, I might find myself skiing as well. Oh, good. It's a free, it's a free country. Mm, you don't know where world. we're going. If I wish to also buy some skis. She said, you don't know where we're going. You don't know where... Well, Myself you know, and David are going. Simple as that. You know well, what you'd mean? follow it's... us to the slopes. Oh, well, creepy. Creepy. I don't know what else I'd be doing. I'd just be sat here on my own type of thing. Good. I, as I should be invited, really. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's no reason for me to be sort of left out type of thing. Thank you for this week's movie tube. Okay, leave it there. Well, to be continued. So, David, have you got any movie tips this week? Yeah, today's movie um, recommendation is a bit different than usual because it's an actual place. It's um, Ronnie is Retro, and it's a shop in Worthing that everyone spoke about. I had to have my wisdom tooth taken out on Wednesday. Uh, but the only plus was the dentist is in the middle of Worthing because I had to go to a particular place to get this tooth out. Not that I'm going to start banging on about my teeth. But I thought, finally, I'm going to go to Ro- Ra- Ronnie. Ronnie is retro. Dear God, I wish I could remember the name of this this place. And um, uh, Retro Ronnie is called Retro by Ronnie is the name of a shop in Worthing. And I, I do realise that there are going to be people listening to this who do not live in West Sussex. Do not panic because they have a YouTube channel and they have a website. And I think a lot of the stuff they do, because they're such a big movie merchandise place. Is it movie merch? Oh, massive. Oh, David. And it was a palace. You enter it and um, they've got the Iron Man suit there. They have... How? How have they got all this? I don't know. I literally asked. I think it's just so popular because of the internet. They sell a lot of stuff over the internet. And um, it's incredible the stuff they've got. They've got the original hoverboard from Back to the Future signed by Jay Fox and Christopher Walken. Um, they have Rocky. What, in Worthing? Uh, in, I know, it's as bizarre as that in Worthing. But I think that's just the shop. And then I think they sell all around the world from Worthing. So with the internet, you know, you could be um, in the middle of a forest. It doesn't really matter. It's just a base. And they, they're massive fans. They've set it out. I couldn't believe how amazing it is. And then at the bottom of the store, they call it the vault. And that's where they've got all these um, hyper-rare collectible figures. And they're in like these kind of glass boxes with certificates next to them. And it's what you and I played with as a kid in the 80s is now treated like something out of a Lovejoy episode. It's very, very surreal. Lots of Rocky stuff as well. You definitely like it. Well, when you say lots of Rocky, what do you mean lots of Rocky stuff? Um, From the movie? uh, Yes. So his boots signed. No way. Um, Can you buy that? Can you buy these? Yes, you can do. But it's like thousands of pounds. But then at the same time, you can buy um, Star Wars figures for eight quid. So you could go, you could leave with a, an original Michael J. Fox skateboard or, I mean, even the figures are quite expensive. I think you the figures would be 20 quid. Do you know what I mean? Unless you want an original Boba Fett and that'd be like a thousand pounds. I can't believe these are the originals. Are they? What, the original boots? Well, like the hoverboard. Is that really the original? Oh yes, I spoke to the guy. He said there were ve- there were there were several on set type of thing. 
but this is one of them that was actually kind of um, used. Incredible, David. How did you feel walking around this place? Yeah, I was, I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed. This is on your doorstep. And absolutely. You could also buy a hoverboard there, like a kind of um, a fake one. But that signed one, um, God knows how much it costs. I don't know if they sell everything. But um, I'm like the Iron Man suit. They don't sell that. I mean, was there anything in there where you thought, if I had the money, that that is what I would buy? They had one of uh, Rocky's yellow satin, um, uh, what what was it, like sort of dressing gown, you know, that you'd wear. No way. Not the one in the original. Yes, they had that. How much? God, I'm trying to think. A lot of it was um, in the thousands. Wow. Also, they had um, original Rocky action figures from the 80s, and they looked appalling. Incredibly expensive. But wow. um, I wonder if I've got a photo of the Rocky, actually. Uh, oh, I love stuff. Well, you know I love stuff like this. Mmm. I mean, uh, I think I told you Spencer Jones got in touch with me not so long ago and said there was an online, oh, a Rocky online auction. Where there's, oh, really? Yeah, his gloves. I missed out. Not that I could have got anything, but I missed out on at least witnessing it. Oh, my God. Here you go. I will send you the Rocky action figure photo, which isn't good for a podcast. Oh, I wouldn't mind a Rocky but, um, action figure. He looks appalling. He looks like um, sort of uh, Rocky's slightly slow brother. That looks so shit. But it's incredibly um, valuable because it's one of the first figures, but it looks absolutely appalling. You're completely and utterly right. Okay, that looks dog shit. That um, that was for sale in the 70s. Rocky, 8-inch action figure, £29.99. Oh, and it's appalling. Absolutely horrific. And here's the hoverboard. Anyway, we can't do this because this isn't a good podcast. Um... But yeah, it was an absolute treat, and you can go on their website. And also, there's a YouTube video, and they do a very detailed tour of the uh, of the whole store. This is in the uh, central Worthing, and um, it's basically um, the actual street name will be on the actual website. Uh, Retro by Ronnie. Um, it's 66 Goring Road, Worthing, BM12, 4AH. Lovely. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. and it's basically, um, it was a pub, which has now been turned into this um, movie merchandise paradise. And Ronnie is constantly um, introduces himself as a Pokemon expert. Right. So I didn't quite go into that in detail of what that means. But, um, uh, sorry, I've got to read this out. You said he looks like um, Sylvester Stallone's slow brother, and Kay Blackie wrote, You mean Frank? Yes, I didn't know much about Frank, and apparently, he's a key element of the Sylvester Stallone reality TV show, right? And he's absolutely obsessed by Sly, yeah. And his, his home is just filled with Sylvester Stallone merchandise, so his brother's like this obsessive kind of like Sylvester Stallone fan. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie tip. It's an absolute, it's a banger. Thank you. That's what I wanted, an explosion of excitement. If I've done that, job done. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. Well, here we are, David. It's uh, this week's Random Movie Generator. This is where you can hear Mandy chugging around, chugging about in the uh, in the Absolutely. background. Chugga, uh, chugga, chugga, chugga. This is where you have to pick one movie blindfoldedly to, to review next week. How are you feeling? Because I feel like you've had a couple of goodies the last two weeks. I know. Filled with trepidation. A lot of nostalgia. A lot of easy ones, I think. Yeah, although you have been a little bit let down by them haven't you commando yeah, it's, and... like, it's like anything nostalgic isn't it the first half an hour fills you with kind of um, you know good vibes and memories 
but then it's always a bit hollow afterwards because mm. you need a little bit more to, to engage the 45 year old man you're not 10 anymore sort of thing well here we go are you ready to I pick the genre am. of the first movie go, take go, your go, time go, Captain. feel it go for it here we go stop amazing action oh my lord here we go wonderful 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 stuff and now it's time to choose the decade stop 1970s oh okay that's interesting Mandy please generate four movies four action movies from the 1970s please Mandy has generated four action movies from the 1970s, and it's, she's spinning the round, spinning them around in the belly of her box. And it's now time for you to tell her to stop spinning. Press the button. The Drunken Master. Right, it's like a martial arts. Yeah. From the 1970s, is that Bruce Lee? It might be. Drunken Master, Jackie Chan. Oh wow! Yeah, seventies. Yeah, drunken master. Eighties primarily. God, that's interesting. <sighs> okay. God, that'd be very interesting. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this so much. Here we go. So, David, now it's time to pick the genre of the second movie that you might be reviewing next week. Take your time, please. Stop. Prime. Okay. And now please choose the decade. Stop. 1990s. That could be good. Please, Mandy, generate four crime movies from the 1990s. Mandy has generated four movies, crime movies from the 1990s. She's spinning them around. Now it's your turn to tell her when to stop. Stop. Half-Baked. What is that? Dave Chappelle in Half-Baked. Well, that'd be interesting, a Dave Chappelle film. That would be very interesting. And now the third movie. I'll tell you the other movies that are on offer. Copycat. Naked Lunch and the Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, blimey. Okay. Talented Mr. Ripley. That would be interesting. Okay. Now the third movie. The genre of the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Please, David. It's over to you. Take your time and feel it. Stop. Drama. Okay. Can't go wrong with that. And now the decade. Stop. 2010s. That could be good. Please, Mandy. Please, she's come up with four dramatic movies from the 2010s. It's now down to you to tell her when to stop. Stop. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, okay. Is that the... um? Gary, um... Uh, Oldman, I've never seen that. That would be interesting. Okay. Okay. That would be really interesting. Right, David, we have Drunken Master, Half-Baked, and yes. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Let's let's see what some people are saying. Uh, Simon Williams... Uh, in fact, I don't want don't to say anything yet, actually. I don't want to say anything. I don't want you, your... Um, I don't want you to be influenced. Okay, here we go. So, David, which one do you want out of those three? Tinker, to uh, Tinker Taylor, Soldier and Spy. Okay. So, I've given each movie a C, an A, a B, or have I? And it's now uh, time for you to um, pick one of those films. Good luck. Here we go. Is it going to be A, B, or C? 
Drunken Master. There we go. I think it's time that I left my comfort zone and I looked at something a bit different. Drunken Master. So I think... Um, How are you feeling? I feel yes, like I you're being. I feel like I'm, you're being brave. I am being brave, yeah. definitely, because it's like um, a very early Jackie Chan film. I don't know. I, I think I could get on board with that. Yeah, Doctor Gable said, "Please, Chan." Jeff Dow said, "Chan all the way." I mean, that is a classic. I mean, it shows how long he's been around. That it's the seventies, because I thought he was primarily eighties when he was at his, his sort of peak before he came over to um, to Hollywood. Jackie Chan, Drunken Master. I'm I'm definitely up for that. Yes, definitely. Very positive about that. Totally up for it. Well, David, thank you so much. I can't wait to hear what you think of Drunken Master. Please don't... I don't want any review looking at... No, absolutely right. Quite right. Don't when you go to Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, that's what I was immediately (laughs) going to do. Yes, I was terrible. No, I've stopped that. I've left it. The fingers are here. The old (laughs) caterpillars are here. Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Sixty-three percent. No, no. Straight away. Give me an algorithm. (laughs) I don't want to go into anything blindfolded. Ah, drunken master. Well, David, uh, are you up for answering some patron questions? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Brilliant. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Uh, if you like the podcast, please like and uh, rate it. Give us a nice rating. Please, and a please nice do. review. Hugely appreciate Wherever you listen to thank the podcast, you. please just go there and review it and rate it. Please. Yeah, we just put a spring in my bloody step. Please, 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 please do. Please do. Thank you very much, everybody, and I'll see you next week, Jim.